Today on the show, we learn how to empower an entire population, plus the productivity tools to make it happen. How's it going, everybody? Jason Croft here. Today on the show, we've got Dylan Rafferty. I am ecstatic to bring you this interview. Dylan is an amazing guy. I've known for a while now. We run into each other at the startup community and been wanting to do this interview with him for a while. He is the founder of Dylan Listed, and he does about a thousand other things. <laughs> As you'll hear in this interview, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm so impressed with this guy. Um, his mission is in life is really, you know, connection and, and, and empowering people both in the disability community to have more opportunities in life, but also people in corporate America and in the startup world to really embrace and understand that community so much better. So I'll let Dylan explain everything that he's got going on, but he's got roles within the startup community, within the state government, um, within different corporate organizations. Um, it's just phenomenal. And he's looking to do even more. So this is fantastic. Um, please check out Dylan Rafferty. Mr. Dylan Rafferty, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? I am good. It is about darn time. Absolutely. We did this interview. Um, because of me, this has been a long time in the making. So I'm ecstatic to have you here. Thank you. In the Bizmobile. I'm honored. And we, this is my first interview in this kind of setting, so I'm very excited. I think it's most people's in this ridiculous, I don't know what this is, setting. I think, uh, unless you've been on Seinfeld's show. Man. Well, yeah, <laughs> the Seinfeld, yes. I, I've seen that, uh, I've, I've seen one of uh, uh, Jerry's uh, shows with uh, Barack Obama. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, well, that they was a really good one. They couldn't leave the White House Exactly, long, right? yes, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I'm, you and I... We just we just dug in and figured out where we first uh, met each other because uh, it took a while. We were always running into each other in the, in the startup space and all around. Tell people what you do, what your specialty is, and um, really your, your kind of mission in life. Well, you know, uh, I have multiple positions uh, only because I like to get my feet wet in every little thing. Um, and so basically, I'm the founder and president of Dental Listed. And Dental Listed's original mission was to provide uh, employment and training opportunities for all people with disabilities across the United States. Okay. Uh, then kind of moved into uh, being in a role uh, on the being the founder of Dental Listed Connect, which is a nonprofit entity focusing on three pillars which is uh, cross-disability community building through uh, interactive engagement with the abled community through community education. Okay, so, dive uh, into what each of those means. Yeah, so basically, cross-disability means about uh, integrating multiple disabilities in one room, whether it's gotcha. autism, Down syndrome, uh, intellectual developmental disabilities. Uh, that includes uh, deaf and hard of hearing, uh, visually impaired, uh, blind, uh, the, you know, partnering with organizations that uh, feed those kind of communities. 
okay. through interactive engagement with the ABLE community. That includes people like you. Uh, that includes um, executive businesses uh, that have uh, many individuals uh, that are not necessarily involved in this population. Gotcha. Um, so welcoming them in that kind of space. Um, and that also includes community education. When I think of community education, really, it's about healthcare, housing, uh, transportation, education, specifically special education, uh, employment, veterans. There's just a lot of different concerning issues that affects this population. Oh yeah. But I didn't founded this idea with the help of uh, understanding and taking on leadership roles, uh, volunteer leadership roles, really. Um, including one being appointed by the governor of Texas uh, with the governor's committee on people with disabilities. Wow. And so taking on those roles and implementing uh, the ability to uh, have outreach efforts, understanding state laws and how we can improve them or better them or community outreach and engaging with the members of the community. You know, what's funny is that uh, I'm involved in that, and when I'm looking into and seeing the, the problems um, in our area, in our region, I realize I need to better educate myself, get involved, in yeah, get self-motivated. I had to okay. self-motivate myself. I had to boost self-confidence, knowing that I can make something happen. I can make a change. I can make a difference. So you saw, in what, what level did that happen? I mean, at what point did you feel empowered enough <laughs> to even well, make that change. Well, or... there's two things. One is I've noticed my community needs more understanding and or gainful understanding or meaningful information to get from position A to B. Okay. Uh, that's one. Two is I love getting involved and getting sharing insights being transparent to uh, communicate to a community that I'm a part of uh, only because I have disabilities, but I also involved in inspiring other people to actively engage in a population that they're not familiar with. Um, but what I've noticed is a, a, a quite a, a change in transition uh, from taking that position. I just recently been appointed for another two-year term. Wow! Um, Congratulations! But thank you. And so, my my focus has changed uh, since joining uh, two years ago. Two years ago, my idea was okay. I need to get involved in community outreach. I've done that. Now the next two years is I want to produce new legislative ideas and recommendations on how to improve our wow. community. What I've realized is now a lot of people want my job, which is great news. Also sad news, but great news <laughs> because before, two years ago, there was little to and little engagement in this space. Little engagement because not many people knew about this committee. Not many people knew that we have direct office within the office of the governor. Not many people knew what we do or what we try to do what we encourage the public to participate in. But with that involvement and my passion and being one of two representatives in North Texas, it has boosted 
uh, popularity and boost involvement, boost uh, trust and respect that in a way that I'm ready to start finding ways on how we can better produce laws and recommendations with their support. Now that they're involved and they're actively engaged, now I have the confidence of moving forward in working with them and hosting meetings uh, like a town hall discussion. Uh, really opening that door, uh, enabling people to come in and talk about their concerns. And so that's just one position that I'm in. Another position is I'm a committee member for the education committee within World Parataekwondo. Now, World Parataekwondo is affiliate of World Taekwondo. And World Taekwondo is the official uh, federation or organization uh, within the Olympic and Paralympic Games. Gotcha. And so how do I get involved in that role? Well, thank you to my father, who is the Secretary General of the World Taekwondo uh, Associate or Organization. And with that, I'm involved in sports. I've always been a passionate sports fan. Okay. So getting involved in Parataekwondo has enabled, and by the way, Parataekwondo has been added for the first time at the 2020 Tokyo Games. So we're getting oh, wow. ready for that. And so <laughs> for incredible. me, getting involved in that is understanding how the organization is being developed, how it's organizing for each competition, how do we better communicate and train uh, new, uh, all participating members within the Parataekwondo, um, understanding uh, how we can better serve athletes or para-athletes, how do we recruit those kind of things. That's just the type of skills or requirements to, uh, you know, benefit such organization. Another is serving as a chairman of the, uh, as a chairman for the social responsibility committee within the International Association of Ice Cream uh, Distributors and Vendors. <laughs> so there's a long title. <laughs> so involved in that, being able to uh, encourage uh, businesses in the distributing di distribution businesses as well as vendors uh, like Blue Bunny, uh, Blue, well, Blue Bunny ice cream uh, to uh, Unilever uh, Good Humor ice cream or uh, Nestle, Haagen-Dazs, uh, those so kind of brands. And, that, and what is that interaction? What is that? Well, the goal in, in mind is to really uh, boost their involvement in social impact activities or events in their community. Okay. We want to give them the tools and the resources on how to better recruit or uh, diversify their workforce or gotcha. uh, developing goals or action plans uh, into uh, better uh, social outreach efforts or uh, providing ice cream to social community events, uh, specific oh, yeah. social organizations, um, those kind of things. Another role now that I serve is a consultant to startups and nonprofits. Okay, how do I get in that role? Well, really, <laughs> is I'm developing uh, ways on uh, understanding each organization or uh, business uh, or idea and giving them the tools based off of my experiences or what I've seen or what I've heard or what I've watched startups or nonprofits grow from. Gotcha. One of the things that nonprofits need is fundraising strategies. How do they develop events? How do they bring people to the room? 
how do they uh, raise such the funds and the money uh, or how do they develop a structure uh, and those things. Which Another, is something you've been doing. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. For... Another that I've been doing is how do you develop teams and how do you identify each individual and how you can help them, give them the skills and the training they need to structure their organization. So for example, if an organization is overseeing a specific region, in that organization, they have different locations. Each location runs differently. So the way I look it's at it is, exactly, gotcha. you want to have one common culture or identity within mm -hmm. the organization, and each location has its own identity. But when you're identified within a specific organization, you need to, of course, need to adapt to their policies and their way of running business. But in the local level, you can adapt in the way you communicate with your customers your business sponsors or then, uh, volunteers uh, in that region, how that can be structured. It's a great way to interlace those things. Yes, so you want for, you can you want to have a, uh, a scale regionally, mm -hmm. but you want to have a local focus. Perfect, okay. Okay, so I'm helping nonprofits see that kind of perspective. For startups, I'm advising a couple startups who have great innovative ideas and and already have products in place, whether it's a product or a service, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I happen to be in the service industry, but I understand products and how, uh, and I've, I've been in several academies, including the Damon John Academy. Oh, and so, I yes, I spent $1,000, what to expect? Well, obviously it was not my idea market because I'm in the service industry, but the product and understanding how it's, you know, whether it's manufacturing, whether it's uh, software, understanding uh, how to work with uh, uh, production or st uh, staff or that uh, focuses on uh, technology and software and uh, you know analysts and those kind of things. And so with this team, I told them that you know these, these are the, the initial things that you need to focus on in order to go from point A to point B to point C to point D. The moral of this whole role things and the things that I've gained understanding and value is, you know, Jason, I've become a, a more so a facilitator. I'm facilitating ways on how to make things happen. Then I'm connecting the community and connecting the dots to resources, people, individuals, decision makers, lawmakers, everybody in the room. I'm putting them in that bundle and giving them sort of all-inclusive access of, to these resources and giving them the right approach, the right direction. And that's why people consider me as a navigator, a navigator in a population that is most deserving, but also navigating other populations. I had privileges of volunteering um, in prison and going to through the prison entrepreneurship program and engaging with uh, uh, felons and, and so forth and giving them the, the, the tools and the resources and the guidance uh, and transitional approach toward uh, society and how to integrate, uh, competitively integrate really, and, but also giving them a peace of mind and, and directions. So that's the kind of roles that I take on. Yeah, because that's, that's really what's so interesting with all of it is how the many roles <laughs> that you have. Yeah, you many kidding. roles. Uh, 
they all you can you can point to those three things that you're just facilitating connecting and navigating yeah. you can point to each of those in each one of those roles so there's a, yes. definitely a common thread this isn't a sporadic oh I'll go do this now there's a common mission at, at each of them at the core of each you know what's funny is any given day I have from five to probably 20 different tasks each day given day and it's different it's based on productivity productivity levels and what I mean by that is each activity that I take on, there's only certain uh, type of uh, productivity that I need to focus my attention towards. So that tension can span from, okay, I need to focus this on 80% of the time, or this time uh, with this involvement, there's little action. I need to eliminate my focus on that, focus on something that is much more bigger or bigger projects. So, how, so you know, but, but and, how, sorry to interrupt you, but, but how do you, decide that are you just chasing fires and what's the most immediate or is there a, a little bit step back in, in in looking to the future of like okay i better invest this time now or is it kind of a mix of both okay so here's where uh what friends would tell me uh, you know um i i once i put my mindset into something i see it big but um but i also see other things too and so people will say, you will either have tunnel vision, looking through a microscope and looking straight at it, or you have, you see a bigger picture of things. You know where the end goal is, okay? You know where the end goal is, but how do you vision that end goal? You see it right here, but you know what I see? I see a bunch of other things. Each decision you make, you look at it. You, each decision you make can affect how you get to that end goal gotcha. okay so but i see all these different things and these different things include problems it can include um, uh, hidden doors or they can include wide open doors they can include uh, doors that are broken or uh, locked down or something like that and i look at it and i'm like okay if i took this approach and i saw that approach okay there's you can't handle that it's the decisions you make can affect other decisions. You just got to take it step by step. And so with these decisions that I've made, I manage my time and my time is vulnerable. I really got to take care of it and I really got to choose carefully. And with those goals in mind, each task that I take on, which I'm more than happy to do, some I can tackle in five minutes. Some I had to tackle in in a couple weeks, right. some a couple days, and some in a couple hours. It just varies. So I wrote down my list before coming here today with you, and I have probably 37 things that I need to do this week, within this week. Um, where, how do I do it? How do I manage it? So the way I look at it is, can it be postponed? Can it be done right at this moment? Or can I uh, rely on someone to help me get there? Gotcha. Okay. But there are things that, as without my control, and without my control, I need to postpone it. Mm -hmm. If it's something that I can work with someone to tackle it down, then it can be done within minutes. If it's something that it's, it's a communication issue, meaning that uh, they need 
my direction or uh, guidance to give them a, a direction to the day. I can do that in minutes. Individual, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, like, I'll give an example. I tell people, when I get my email, now I'm not saying you should do this, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but just keep mindful, it has built opportunities from, uh, waiting for me. Uh, because people value that. They value communication, direct, precise, and clear communication. Okay? So with that, keep in mind, I have a five-minute follow-up rule. So any email or voicemail that I open up or text, I follow up within five minutes. Gotcha. Because you know, it doesn't mean like if they've emailed you five minutes later, you're going to get back to it. But when okay. you when you read it, you're going to deal with it one way or another. Exactly. And I that's how I deal it with my business. That's how I deal with my nonprofit. That's how I deal it with my uh, other roles that I take on. That's what people want. That's what they care about. Mm-hmm. How do I know that? I've been in their shoes. I don't like when I don't get a call back or a voicemail. I would have to wait 24 to 48 hours to get a response. Why? I want a clear, direct, and precise communication. Right. You've bothered to give clear and concise email a question. Yes. You expect the same on the answer. And for you, and that's on the other, and it's so funny how a simple response, something doing, which is that simple to do, sets you apart from 75% of the people out well, there. make that ninety percent. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Yeah, you know, I know you're trying to be nice, but no, ninety percent of the time, <laughs> yeah. there's very rare one of ten people would actually think of doing that. Yeah, and then on your side of it too, though, it also you don't forget about it. No, and it's and it's not, on record, and it's not a loop. It's not an open loop. Yeah, that you're you know somewhere back in there yeah. that you're managing. As yeah, well. and well, and I it's on record, and the way I look at it is, I get that email, and I'm looking at it. And every day I'm looking at it, I'm making sure that email is communication. You know, I don't want things to come back and haunt me. I don't like that. Uh, if that happens, uh, I have a panic attack. Not literally a panic attack, but that's how I function. Yeah. Um, I'm very vocal and I'm very, when I see something wrong, oh, they're going to hear it from me. Uh, whether it's by email, by phone, or something. You know, one thing, Jason, is let's talk about rejection and I, I, you know, I'm constantly getting rejections and what rejections I'm talking about. Well, I'm always looking for ways to get actively involved, engaged with, um, organizations or, uh, involved in local politics or, uh, policies or business development, personal development, all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I noticed that is best way to do it is to get out there and get yourself moving and so I've decided to apply for a lot of different things and I got rejection 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 and rejection and you know what I come back with a uh, sort of a response and I said look you may not see me and there's a lot of I questioned a lot how the process selection process works because I do value interface interaction right when you have interface interaction you get to know the person firsthand right and so with that uh, keep that in mind many of the application process without interface interaction so they just see what's in the word document okay which is something so, that's so broken all the way from 
hiring processes exactly. and everything. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So think of yeah, hiring process that includes interviews, that includes uh, you know uh, a variety of things, and the way the business discussions work and so forth. Um, I rather have interface meetings. So keep that in mind with the uh, because of those rejections. With those rejections, I kept in mind and said, look. I have so many great experiences. I'm thankful for a lot of people that helped me build to where I am today. Sure. People invest in people. People invest in uh, products and services. People invest in communication. You know, I invest in communication. You know, people is important, but I also invest in communication. I also invest in trust and honesty and respect. Okay? so. With that in mind, I looked in on this and said, look, yes, I'm not uh, accepted into position. Yes, I'm not accepted to an opportunity. But I told him, yes, it's a big loss on your part. <laughs> I really did. I said, it's your loss. Because guess what? I can easily do it myself. And guess what? I'm going out there and I'm finding ways on how I can find influential people, getting in touch with them, and keeping them in my radar. Oh yeah, probably in a way that's even more efficient than you would have exactly. otherwise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they might enable it, mm -hmm. but I'm already an enabler. Let me just go out and do it myself. Oh yeah. And so that's the way I did it. And and I don't mean it in an offensive way or anything like that. Sure. I just told them that if somebody's an investment to the city or a community or a region, give them a chance Allow, enable or improve your selection process on how you uh, select people because there are people out there, especially young ones like myself, who's wanting to be an enabler, wants to be a leader, wants to get involved, whether it's politics, whatever it may be. Right. But if there are people constantly rejecting you, it should, it should give you a sign or a signal telling you, time to focus your attention elsewhere. Yep. Not everyone is going to invest in you. Not sure. everyone is going to focus on your attention. Nobody's going to have the same vision or mission as you. Right. Focus your attention elsewhere and only focus on those that are willing to dedicate the time and energy to invest in you. But as long as you have those in mind and those willing to do it, make sure you do the same for them. Oh, that's great. That's my yeah. mindset. Yeah. Yes, they might invest in you. But don't be greedy and taking advantage of it. Take advantage of the situation well, investing. And, yeah, and don't and don't sit back with that. Like, exactly. oh, got it. You know? Yeah. And then you're coasting. Use that as a launching point. Yes. So with that, I, uh, you know, and I, I get wrote him a nice letter. I said, thank you very much. And I told him, take me off the alternate list. <laughs> take me off. I, I, you know, I don't want to wait. Why should I be waiting? When I should, I have it right there well, in my backyard. Yeah, it's such a such a self empowering position to be in, and now you can go and operate way better and from a, a, a place of strength, way more than you would have otherwise. Well, uh, and Jason, you know, I since I was five years old, I've had that courageous personality, that act of, you know, what what if one day I could represent all, wow. and I'm gonna announce it right here that I plan to run for office. Really? Yes, in the next couple of years. Really? And in what, what capacity do you think? Uh, local starting? level, okay. local city level. Okay. And so I'm announcing it. 
here. Fantastic. And you heard it here first. Yeah, so, uh, yes, I, I really, I since I was five, I said, you know what, I'm going to run for office. And if people what? know me as future mayor of Dallas, but but in the end of the day, you know, I right now, and that's why I'm telling you this, yeah. is because I got to do my homework now. I got to get involved. I don't want to wait for anything. You mean more uh, involved? I'm more involved, yes. Heavily more involved. <laughs> How do you get more involved than well, you already are, Dylan? Well, the reason I'm getting involved in local level is, well, with my involvement in the state level, it has given me a uh, bigger awareness of from a state level perspective. The way the committee is run now and the way with the great management and staff is to use your internal affairs, internal resources within the different variety of state agencies. Knowing that and valuing communication and trust and respect, I, I've been able to build understanding and understanding uh, how is run, how is managed, um, how do you make laws happen? How to uh, advocate for such legislation? Those kind of things. Okay. Then understanding that, I also understood uh, with my self-motivation and encouraging my self-confidence and boosting that, I, I built that community outreach. Now I'm realizing, what can I do at the local level? You know, Dallas and Plano are my two top cities that I like to get involved in. Dallas, well, it's always big. There's always things happening. There's always things changing. But is it too, it's too, kind of too big for me. Plano is home. Plano is where I've, uh, I've focused my attention through Plano ISD, uh, being a student, uh, overcome many obstacles and challenges, uh, you know, in those kind of directions. Mm -hmm. And so the reason I want to get involved on local level is economic development, business development personal growth, uh, personal development or social activities, uh, how do you better engage, how do you run the city, uh, those kind of things. Getting yeah. involved with the police department, fire department, uh, the historical, uh, historical society, uh, where, you know, they have historical records, and, uh, et cetera, information, or uh, how they work with neighboring cities in Collin County. Uh, those kind of things, those kind of structures. I'm really fascinated. Yeah, and you can well, tell my passion is there. It, it, it definitely is, but there, but I think I think the the extra value is that it's not just your interest in what you want to do because you have such a history and part of your DNA is empowering others, taking everything that you're doing for yourself and using that. Well, and, well and, and on top of that is being a great negotiator and a great manager and a great uh, leader in, in communicating both sides of the aisle. I try to be as non-biased as possible. I try to be um, uh, a leader that speaks and opens the doors to both sides. Um, both sides focus on concerning issues but how do we bridge that in the middle and how do we improve our ties uh, to better for all, for everyone? Right. You know, Plano is the city of excellence. How do we uh, think of one Plano? How do we think of one community? How do we develop uh, a strategy that is a, a benefit to the city? Not everyone will benefit in every decision. Sure, But bigger picture. But the end result on a later date can have a greater impact for all. 
So, yes, I am planning to run in the next couple of years. And I haven't decided what that position will be hold. But I plan to do my homework. I plan to do more talking, more networking, more engaging, uh, more activities. I, I really want to be open those uh, windows of doors of opportunity. And yeah, you know, sorry, heck, I maybe I'd be running for the office of governor. Who knows? But down the road is you got to have those big goals. Oh, yeah. But as long as you know those little baby steps to get there, once you have the boost of confidence that you're confident enough to want to withhold a position, then I will then announce such. Yeah, and but but that's how it starts. That's exactly how it starts. Is sitting there and making a decision. People don't. Rarely, people rarely just fall into being the mayor of Plano yeah. <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. That takes, you know, there's there's a definite plan there. So I think that's, I think that's yeah. fantastic. Where do you think, just from a, this is the human level of the question, right? Where do you think that confidence comes from? Where do you think that feeling of, of political office at age five comes from? Personality. It really does. Um, it's how you handle with day-to-day -day life. How do you uh, deal with people? How do you uh, deal with the emotions? Uh, how do you deal with society? How do you do you see change? Do you want to make a change? It's uh, the way and, and personality is one, but it also leads to attitude. How do you perceive uh, judgments? How do you perceive uh, assumptions? How do you uh, perceive and act or, uh, you know, uh, how do you perceive driving on the road and, uh, and somebody has a road rage, uh, you know, Hey, I, I admit doing that too. Uh, but, <laughs> but we yeah, we all do, <laughs> but, uh, but our society is becoming more sensitive and it's a fact. Some people may not agree and I respect it. Becoming more what? Sensitive. Sensitive. We're becoming more sensitive. I think in good and bad ways. Good and bad, yes. Good yeah. and bad. But on the road, it's bad. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Especially when we're in a, a population uh, that is consciously growing. I'm happy for growth. I'm happy for that. But it's how we perceive it from day-to-day -day operation. How do we operate ourselves? How do we handle certain situations? You know, can our personality fit into that? Can we fit ourselves into that position? How do I just, our attitude, how do we perceive people? How do we perceive actions? You know, um, a friend would say, Tammy Kling would say, words are currency. Mm. It's really true. true. Words are currency. How do we use our words in communicating to people? Because certain words may be offensive. Certain words may be hurtful. Certain words can be inspiring and passionate and, and, yeah. uh, and encourage change and making a difference. Mm -hmm. Those kind of things. So, yeah. um, you know, I've always been a bright kid. I'm a bright young adult. Um, been inspired to make a difference. Uh, I had very good teachers. Very good, but very few. Um, I had great coaches. Uh, a few mentors, uh, a few role models. I mean, you know, I honestly would love to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show and the Steve Harvey show. Two great entertainers. Great fit. 
<laughs> yeah, a, a but and, and that's sure. why I'm doing you know the Rafferty's Ranch show. You know, like you have your own show. I want to be able to have my own show. Oh, yeah. I, I like to engage in social, uh, and I I value relationships, building relationships, building trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it's it really comes down to attitude and your personality. I love all this, and I and I, I wish you'd get involved in a few more things because you seem bored. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> but um, I want to I want to get to the core too of I, even starting back with with Dylan listed. You yeah. Know, what What is that core business model, and um, what did you start with that? So Dylan listed started uh, just uh, let's see for so I would say. Seven months, yeah, seven months after I published my book, self-published my book, uh, based on my personal special education experience in Plano ISD, okay. um, and it was just it's a long title, and that's a big mistake on my part, <laughs> but uh, it's a long title. It's uh, you know, occupying special education, uh, children should be seen and heard. Uh, we were seen, but we're not often heard, um, and it came around during. We're not affiliated, FYI, we're not affiliated with Occupy Wall Street. It came around that time. But I was saying that if the, we need to occupy the importance of a student working with a teacher or a representative or an administrative uh, 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 you know, principal, counselor, whoever it may be, because it's important through their educational journey. Gotcha. So that was the purpose why I found that title. Um, but within that, I realized myself having you know, hearing disabilities. I'm deaf in the right ear, partially deaf with the hearing aid in the left ear. I have back fusion and neck fusion. Um, and there's just slight to moderate disabilities. Um, you know, I, I, ha- I was born with a birth, de- uh, uh, de- uh, birth de- a deficit, uh, you know, defect. And so, uh, but I turned out to be perfectly fine. Uh, always facing adversity and facing challenges. So with those challenges, I noticed employment and training, lack of training, lack of awareness of such training. And with Dylan Listed finding that idea, I, I started to do, uh, dive into it a little bit more. And when I dived into it, I realized, you know, my peers are struggling the same thing. So I became more self-aware, being self-advocate in that area. So I founded Dylan Listed on an idea of creating a multi-sided job site. And with that multi-sided job site, I became understanding and a parent support, like encouraged. With that, I got an outreach in it where I met you on multiple occasions of getting involved in the startup community. But I involved in the category of social entrepreneurship or social impact. Um, in that area, so I became a for-profit for social benefit organization. And so with that, I... Um, you know, met a lot of tech communities, uh, you know, worked with a variety of uh, career providers and so forth, trying to get more information while branding myself. With that, people don't call me Dylan Rafferty anymore. They call me Dylan Listed. Uh, so that's good news. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's fun stuff. But with that, I uh, started to uh, understand with, uh, you know, I did a a licensing contract with Campus to Careers and at the time and 
uh, no longer do, only because we had more organization employers looking for uh, applicants than I did applicants. Oh, wow. We only had 23 candidates across the United States registered online. Really? That's when I realized we need more educational outreach and training efforts. Oh, That's yeah. when Dylan wow. was to connect with Born. That was two and a half years ago. Okay. I only got serious in the last six months to register that nonprofit and we got registered as a 501c3 organization sure. classified as a public charity 509a2 because one-third of our funding will be memberships so mm-hmm. Dental List Connect will be a membership based nonprofit organization oh fantastic so kind of like a chamber of commerce mm-hmm. for the national disability community or in this oh, case we're going to start small with the Texas disability community gotcha so wow. we'll be hosting events, hosting seminars, training, uh, sporting events, outreach, social events, those kind of things to provide value to the community as they're transitioning uh, or aging out of high school or uh, going into public schools or private schools or engaging them into um, being adults or being parents or um, relationships. Uh, friendships, those kind of things. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's huge. I, I, I swear, I, you know, we're connected on social, and every time I look at Facebook, you're somewhere else in the country, somewhere else in the world. Well, <laughs> I love traveling, uh, you know, but a lot of people say, Dylan, uh, you know, who is your family? And I have to uh, give credits to my family. My dad is, you know, obviously the Secretary General of World Taekwondo. But he's also the president uh, and founder of Yummy Ice Cream Company Incorporated. Uh, that's how I got in the Ice Cream Association. Awesome. Um, but with his support and his guidance and having over 500 employees across Texas, uh, have an understanding of business and entrepreneurship and so forth, he's been a great advisor and consultant. Uh, my brother, who just got his PhD in philosophy uh, from the University of Cambridge in England, that's, right. uh, That's so where I saw you recently. Yeah, that, he's yeah. an educator and, and uh, you know, a researcher and so forth and policies and so forth. Him enabling me the value of research and policy and getting involved in uh, local, state, and national politics and international relations. Uh, my mother, who's my business partner, but also intellectual property lawyer. So she's my IP lawyer, but she's also my lawyer and legal counsel oh, and a lot of different things. <laughs> So put that together, I have a package deal oh, yeah. internally without even paying for anything. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, so that's kind of a, enabled me to where oh, I am. Oh, yeah. Today. I mean, that's a, it sounds like a, a phenomenal foundation for then, again, with that personality that's been there from, from day one, yeah. you're unstoppable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Well, and, and one thing is I value relationships. I value people, um, but with those relationships, uh, you know, certain relationships come with a price. Sure. And, uh, you know, some are beneficial, some are not. Um, you know, I've always been welcoming, I've always been inviting, but man, if you step on one thing, <laughs> you get warnings and warnings and, you know, and so forth. But if you don't get, uh, if you, and I, I'm, I'm willing to give second chances. I'm willing to give opportunities. 
um, and always open the door, always do. And I'm always acknowledging and respecting those individuals. But when you shut me out, you expect to be shut out back. <laughs> you will. Right. And, and I don't mean it in a harsh way. I don't mean it in offensive. It's just the way I, I kind of, I don't want to feel neglected. I don't want to yeah. feel rejected because that really put me off track. I need to boost, continue to boost my confidence. I need to boost myself and surround myself by good people, good family, good friends. Well, and, and, and it's so empowering because I, I personally don't see that in, in, in a negative light at all because it's, it's a very, again, that comes from a place of strength, a place of confidence that you have a line in the sand. So here's, you know, and you're very public with that line. Yeah. Here it is, folks. You yeah. know? And I think, I think everybody should operate that way. You know, here is what I will tolerate. Here's what I won't tolerate. And it's a very simple set of rules and we'll be all good. Well, and on top of that, there's another thing we discuss about is millennials. I am a millennial. Eight, ten years ago, I whatever that guy on the YouTube video that was talking about millennials and how they are, you know, I, I looked into it. And I'm like, God, I was like that ten years ago. Um, now, as I grow, and, and people need to realize, millennials will grow out of their bad habits. They will develop new skills if given the proper guidance and transitional support to oh, get sure. there. Oh, yeah. Just like every generation before. Exactly. Absolutely. Every generation yeah. will change. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think it's so powerful. And I think you're, you're a phenomenal example of, of that, that millennial. And that was something I, I, you know, I thought of earlier when we were talking about um, that rejection from the, the, the application you were doing and the opportunity you were looking into. It, it really is. It's like, on one hand, society's constantly putting down millennials and, oh, there's no work ethic. There's no, and then you've got somebody coming in saying, let me work my butt off for you. <laughs> yeah. And then there's that rejection there. So he's like, you can't have it both ways, folks. Like, <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is, you know, 10 years ago, I, I, I was expected to be given. I've transitioned out of that role and said, look, yes, things might be given to you, but you got to earn it. Yeah. You got to, you got to uh, receive it. Uh, and you got to honorably receive it in a way that you recognize by your achievements and accomplishments. Yeah. And so with that, uh, you know, and that's where I have a conservative mindset, but from a, uh, you know, uh, non-conservative mindset, I'm more open and willing to give second chances. You know, I'm more than giving of second chances, yeah. but it is okay to hit a brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't discontinue their contact because they need your help. Yeah. But you, there's a fine line of how you open up that interaction. There's a fine line on how you open up those kind of, uh, those doors. And you just got to be careful on how you manage, manage those opportunities for other people. I love it. Well, I think you're doing a phenomenal job at that. Thank you. And, and so many other things. Well, this was fun. Well, I had a blast. I appreciate you coming on, sharing your story. Yeah. Um, and I wish you all the best. Yeah. And I'll be right there watching it happen. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Dylan. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care. Man, I, like I said at the top of the show, I am so impressed with this guy. Um, 
you know, I remember driving around with Dylan, listening to the to to him go through everything he's doing, and you know, part of my brain just keeps going, "Wow, Jason, you're sure not doing enough." Um, <laughs> so uh, I I find him very inspiring for sure. This is fantastic. So definitely uh, check out the show notes at thejasoncroft.com forward slash podcast um, on this episode, and you'll see how to keep in touch with Dylan and um, head over to his website, find him on social. And he's got so many more things coming up. And I hope you follow along on his, his journey and reach out and connect to him. All right. Thanks so much for watching. If you like interviews like this, please subscribe below. And we'll see you next time. It's Saturday night. It was Saturday night and I'm feeling kind of silly. Winter coat on because the air was chilly. But I'm going to make my way out to the record spot. Gotta find some new breaks for the beats to rock I gotta come with the flavor like some lifesavers Or now and later's got to be maker If I'm a player, it's like you take deck And if you miss the gig, then take a rain check Stacks of wax piled high to the ceiling Need a U-Haul truck if I would think about stealing But it's not my steed, so I commence with the digging No kidding, something that'll keep the beats hitting what I'm getting So much to choose from, bro